from Cincinnati, Ohio. I was saying, what's happening? <laughs> I am like a robot. I have views of Well, you got the that new robot. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, let's show see if the robot. Let's show if the robot works. Uh, which one are you? Oh, large robot. This is the large robot. Drew Pears talking to you. <laughs> this wow. Is robot talking to you. Wow. High tech, Dang. man. High tech. Well, we are now in the... Uh, I don't know where we are anymore. Actually, I can't keep up. <laughs> I don't know We're what's going on. Uh, there was a Super Bowl the other day. There's I went to a comedy show earlier this week. Adam Sandler uh, and friends. That was that was fun. What about you? What have you been up to, Drew? I know you've been traveling what, a lot too. What What's his best? What was his uh, his best joke? Or is he working on a special and you can't give it away? They weren't there. It was like on the screens, no recording, no photos, but it wasn't like over the top of like phone Nazi, you know, like like Jack White did and put your phone in the in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I can say phone Nazi. I don't want to get canceled. (laughs) I don't. Can you even say that word anymore? I, I anyway, I don't mean to. Sorry if anybody is offended, but they weren't very uh, mean on the phone policy at the Adam Sandler's. <laughs> Sandler's. You got to put everything with an S. He had special <laughs> guests. Rob Schneider and Chris Rock came out. So that was pretty tight. His best joke. I don't even know. The whole show from start to finish was good. I enjoyed it very much. It was very much if you enjoyed ever his his comedy CDs back in the day or anything. It was very much that, and it was that was very cool. Amazing, yeah. And then you know what? What have you been doing? Uh, I was off, man. You, I went, I went crazy yesterday on this weekend. Guess what you do when you're off? Nothing. I went to IKEA. I was like, let's go to IKEA on Saturday, buying some shelves and shit. <laughs> That's yeah, tight. it turns out got a nice turns shelf. out being being off is not tight. So I'd rather work. The whole time I was driving home, I was like, "This is why I don't take days off. I'd rather just work, workaholic." Well, the other thing that we forgot to do is kind of wrap up our dry January biggest loser and 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 how that went. So we declared it a tie. It was like I can't remember now. Eight pounds lost. I've lost like thirteen since I've started. As of I got on the scale, I plateaued. We we both we both landed on the end of the January at the same weight, and then you've continued to go. I'm still fat. I'm just eating ice cream. Well, I probably gained it all back at the Super Bowl food <laughs> last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just that's about it, man. I got nothing nothing to say. Nothing to going on. Got Vegas coming up. That's about the extent of it. All right. That'll be the show for today. See you guys later. (laughs) Kidding, kidding, kidding. We actually do have a a great guest for you guys today. Somebody Drew and I admire because they um, are very good about 
DJing for the love of DJing still and does a lot of cool events. I think is somebody who who balances, you know, working and DJing and love loving DJing and all that together. But first, before we tell you who it is, we are going to uh, take a quick little word from our sponsors, which that is directmusicservice.com. You can use the promo code Drew and Fuse Show to get 30% off your first month of activation. Also, Drew, you want to hit him with those drops of Jupiter? Briggs, it was his birthday. It was his birthday. It was his birthday recently. He did a big sale on the website. So there's Drew with his drops of Jupiter all over his face. Again, some people pay for that. Some people don't. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to get money off, you could use the promo code DAFS, and that'll get you 20% off your order at BriggsBeardCompany.com. No nitroglycerin included. <laughs> it does smell nice, so I do highly recommend it. And, you know, the chapstick, dude, the chapstick's been my favorite lately. You've been rocking? Yeah, I like the chapstick. He just released yeah, a bunch of chapsticks. candles, too. So oh, yeah. Oh, I did I check out the candles. candles. It's not just beard oil. It is uh, it is the, the chapstick, which I, I do I do like. I have this uh, dope chapstick holder. It's like in my on my utility belt, just in case. I don't want, you don't want to... <laughs> You don't want to lose your chapstick. Do you have Do you have a key ring to it? That's like a expandable one. <laughs> well, these have belt loops so that you can just throw it on there. That's nice. It's very nice. Look at that. We do have an affiliate link below for Club Cannon too. If you guys are in the market for Club Cannon gear, make sure you check out that link below. It, you'll save uh, $25 off your purchase of $250 or more. Make sure you take your parties to an 11 using the club cannon. All right, back to today's guest. He has performed at Lollapalooza in Chicago, EDC in Chicago, Spring Awakening. He's worked with clients such as Nike, Zillow, Grey Goose, Diageo, Paps, Blue Ribbons, Sony, and many, many more. He's done a lot of production stuff. He's had official releases He's held residencies in Chicago, Indy, Portland. He is making his way to Vegas, moving to Vegas. He is one of the creators of the Five on Five podcast. He's done a lot. He's done so much more that I know I haven't even mentioned here. Uh, we're just going to get right into it. Please help us welcome Phenom. Yo. What up? It's like the grand reveal. Who's that Pokemon? This is great. <laughs> This is fantastic. No. Uh, what's up, dudes? Happy to be here. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. I know you're moving and you're taking some time to, yeah. to yeah. be with us. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, This used to be all like pictures and art and stuff behind me. Now it's just very sad screws in the wall. So that's, that's kind of at the stage we're at right now where you're just like, I don't know what's going into this box. Just throw it in, tape it up, and send it off. <laughs> So, how much stuff are you it. throwing away because that's what i feel like i want to i want to uh do a fake move just so i could throw a bunch of shit away dude the pantry didn't stand a chance everything garbage like just like <laughs> yams you're like why is there yams in here you know and from what i'm like get this shit out of here right now so yeah everything's going um surprisingly the toiletries you never realize how many toiletries you have and cleaning supplies and just nonsense where you're like Dude, why do i have all this shit it's like rest <laughs> it's like a restaurant makeover scene where you're like we have all these cleaning supplies for a two-bedroom house like what what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I, I i feel like I, I need to after talking to you now i i need to endorse a a, a must thing with my wife she, before she buys something she has to go off a checklist okay i checked this room this room and the 
garage. Now I can buy it. Yeah. So yeah. That'd be great. Buying shit, right? Yeah. I need to do that daily now based upon this inventory because I'm like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? We called people up. We're like, please just take some of this shit. Anything, whatever. <laughs> Food, pillow, throw pillows. I, I have enough throw pillows for 10 couches. I don't know why we got that going on. So. <laughs> I don't know. How is how is the record collection? How many records are you up to? No records were sold or or passed off. I'm <laughs> I kept everything. There was one bin of Christmas records that didn't make the cut, but I don't really count that. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah how many how many do you think you have now man i don't have too many maybe like 1500 not not like a crazy wild amount you know a couple calyx is full but i i listen to them a lot i'm one of those weird people because like i listen to my records i know a lot of people just like younger people now they buy them just for like the tiktok videos or whatever i don't know if they're necessarily or flipping them like records is like the new resale for shoes like how yeah. how jordans are like through the roof that's what's happening in the record community right now so like if you look at the prices on ebay like that's like piso who we yeah. have on that this whole business business is is flipping records it's crazy it's totally crazy like de la souls like you know three hundred dollars for for a daylight record you know but uh, go up did that go up after yesterday unfortunately on um, yeah i'm i'm sure unfortunately r.i.p dave like man that i i those records were already hard enough to find and i was happy to see that he got to see them start to get on streaming and stuff and get the the album reissued before he passed unfortunately so he was young yeah, too only 50 like 52 or 51 something like yeah. that yeah yeah it's massive loss to the hip-hop community absolutely so uh what did you guys think about the the rihanna performance at the super bowl i thought it was cool she just did her thing she didn't need any guests or anything she was out there just like super pregnant hits i mean just hits on hits on hits like i was you know we were talking about it and i think probably rihanna's probably got to be one of the the most played artists that i play every night like in the bar in the clubs like if i'm picking one artist of like how many of including like features including you know their her tracks you know she's probably one of the most i i personally play way more than beyonce i was joking with somebody yesterday it's like you can't take Rihanna out the playlist versus uh, Beyonce. You know, you could have her take her off the I, playlist. <laughs> damn, I play I play a lot of both for sure. And I think I think Rihanna's a cheat code, you know, like Calvin Harris is a cheat code. If you're like, all right, let's let's drop a, a banger to where we can recoup the floor. Maybe if you cleared the floor, you'd be like, OK, cool. I'll play. We found love. They're all back, you know, like mm-hmm. one track. Yeah. Not, not condoning clearing the dance floor at all. Not not saying that happens. That never happens. I never, ever, ever do that. Never. That is one of our questions. You're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what song clears the dance floor for you? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. God. No, I thought it was good. I think, you know, people just when they watch these anymore, it's like I feel like they're always expecting like something crazy. And it's like, well, last year was in my opinion, like a wow one where it was like, wow, but Mm. you know, it can't be like that every year, but I thought her performance like from start to finish was solid. I thought it was good for being pregnant too. Like you can't, 
she can't do much and she's up there doing more than half the people that are complaining about it can like do that aren't <laughs> pregnant and you know it's like yeah. all right let uh, me go see you get up there and sing 20 songs and dance for 15 minutes you know let's, uh, let's yeah let's, all i know is the people the the girls at my house were expecting i guess a little bit more of a a, a dance show and when she came out pregnant it was more of not a bummer but Oh, I was expecting uh, some twerking and, uh, you know, more of a, a dance performance. So, yes. Was it good? I, I, was, I didn't think it was bad, but I guess I was expecting more on her side of the dance routine versus uh, everyone else. I didn't know they don't get paid. Nobody gets paid for this. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah. fucking wild. Like, yeah. hey, can you come out and, like, I, I mean, yeah, sales. You get paid in sales, obviously. It's going to jump through the roof. All your albums are going to chart on on Apple Music right away and blah, blah, blah. But, like, no one has any money to give you guys? Like, no sponsors? Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But she I think that's her the own nature brand. of it. Yeah. 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 A, that's that's the way to do it. It's a giant ad. I, I, Their sales go through the roof. And she pushed her own shit. So I'm sure she's making a couple bucks on it. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else to add. Sorry. <laughs> Did you guys expect the Chiefs to win? No, right? No, I did. I, I thought I Eagles. Was... I wanted the Eagles to win because the Chiefs put the Bengals out. And, you know, I really dislike the Chiefs because they're pretty much the team to beat for us. And I hated the way we lost that last game to them. And I hate the way they won in the Super Bowl. I think that it was you a know, whack-ass win, dude. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Win by a field goal is is whack after a controversial call by a ref. Now, you know, granted, I do think I'm not somebody that's like, oh, it's the ref's fault that we lost in Cincinnati. But to have back to back bad calls, I think sucks. But you do have to be better than the refs always. You have to play better, good enough that the ref bad ref calls don't matter, you know, but it just sucks because that game was so close and then and the Eagles Ooh. were, you know, and then it just was kind of like anticlimactic, you know, climactic ending for for how the game was going, I feel so. Eagles were flipping cars at like 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, they got the bulls greased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we don't give a fuck about the game, dude. Flip these cars. Let's get this shit going. Good for you. Good for Philly. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is like I was I didn't want the Chiefs to win, but I, I, I knew in the back of my mind they probably would win. But I really just wanted the Eagles to win because I wanted to see more videos on social media of just wild shit going on. You know, just yeah. like people falling through. Did you see the one of them like falling through the, the bus stop where there's like 10 dudes standing yes. on top? Yes. Yeah. So good. And they just were like, <laughs> I'm like, this is insanity. More of that. More of that. I'm here for all of that. You're saying Kansas it's, City ain't wilding out in the in the corn husks? I mean, I haven't seen any videos of them, you know, <laughs> falling through bus stops, but I have seen Jackson Mahomes lit in a few TikToks before, and I hope that stops. So it's uh, him and Salt Bay. Him and Salt Bay are like the people you don't want at your sporting event or any award ceremony. <laughs> yeah. God. I'm just like, God, make it stop. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> Jackson doesn't have shit going on. He's like, I'll dance all day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Pops is going to take care of it from now on. Yeah. God, I yeah. Just like it. Uh, and just, you know, yeah, so that was that was kind of the game for me. It was just a little like, ah, that's a shitty way to win, you know. But 
Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's we're, do some uh, rapid fire here. We're gonna roll it. Here we go. Well, hey there, it's Dolly, and I must say, it takes a lot of money to look as cheap as Drew and Fuse. <laughs> well, they do clean up nicely, though. Speaking of cleaning up nicely, why don't we get into some rapid fire? Today's guest, how nicely do you clean up? Well, we know you clean up nicely. Look at that hat and that shirt. Out here. <laughs> out here in these streets. Yeah, I, I wore this. We had our going away party last night, so I wore it again today. I don't give a shit. We'll run it back. So we got a, uh, quite a few questions here, and sometimes they, they aren't so rapid. But um, this is going to be a two-part question, and we're just going to start with with a, a, an easy one. We already had Jupiter on, and you know he told us a spot in Portland that he would take us to eat. I want to know where you would take us to eat in Portland, and now that you're moving to Vegas, one of your go-tos in Vegas. That's a good one. That's a good one. I have a spot out here that is pretty popular called Baker's Mark, and they just do like proper – Dutch crunch sandwiches like get you a good like hearty they have like Italian sandwiches and they have you can get like roast beef whatever just the perfect fucking lunch out here and that's kind of my go-to we we made a big list of places we want to go to before we leave this week we've been eating Postmates every day it's not (laughs) not not very affordable but we have so many spots we wanted to hit because Portland's such a big food city. So oh, our last so week much here, food. there's all the food out here and everyone does it so well. Like fun fact about Portland is that outside of being like a great dive bar scene, you can get a really good meal in any dive bar out here because the chefs take pride in what they're doing for their food programs and stuff. So you could go to like, uh, you know, just a hole in the wall and get like a proper dinner randomly. So I would definitely say Baker's Mark, which is, is just kind of the lunch spot. They sell out pretty early, but they're, they're proper. That's the beauty about Portland is the dive bar is just housing, you know, strippers and then bomb food. It's just everything under the sun is just getting tossed in there. A million (laughs) percent. <laughs> the roast strippers per capita. I, we were we were out there, and uh, my friends were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to this spot. You're okay with strippers, right?" And we're like, "Okay, sure, you know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like that's the dive bar. You know, that's that's yeah. that's the dive bar culture out here. It's like you can go for a steak, and it happens to be at a strip club, and it's a really good steak, and you're just like, <laughs> "All right, dude, like run it." <laughs> yeah, you don't want any of the food here uh, at a strip club. That's a, <laughs> a fact. <laughs> That's funny. no afternoon buffet. <laughs> what about Vegas? What is, is there a spot you like out there? I'm I'm afraid to bl- to blow up this spot because it's so fire and it's not crazy busy. But Taco Stand is my go to. It's it's off the beaten path. It's just called the Taco Stand. It's over by on the other side of the highway where there's that In and Out and Orleans Casinos over there. Okay, um, I know what you're talking about. Just great fucking salsa bar, really good tacos and uh really good queso too. That's kind of like my three peat right there. Like give me like the molten like neon yellow <laughs> queso like <laughs> just Tex-Mex to the core and that's what I'm here for so shout out to them please don't be a big line next time I'm there uh, (laughs) on Monday before we get ready for MEX and then yeah uh, yeah yeah, I'm here for it 
All right, awesome. Who would be your favorite remixer or producer? And this doesn't have to be like DJ, you know, like oriented, like the edits. It can just be like on the broader scope. Dimitri from Paris. Dimitri from Paris does so many classical touches uh, of disco and doesn't make it sound cheesy, doesn't make it sound too new. He just kind of puts that nice little sprinkle on things and it's just done so well. Might have right, an acapella with an instrumental on it, and no, take out the the drums for a second. He, mm-hmm. It's it is so well done, and yeah, it has the right build up. I I totally agree with that. Is most yeah. of his stuff on Bandcamp? I think so. I think so. And then I think a lot's on Beatport as well. I've been okay. having trouble trying to find all of it because there's just so much, like spanning from like I just picked up a disco comp from him that had. Uh, remixes for him from 98 so he's got so much out there i advise anyone listening to definitely go down that rabbit hole because it's like a 10 minute chic remix of you know just an absolute banger that takes you on a voyage so yeah that's awesome i love some of his stuff that's a great answer uh okay so um if you had to pick one song as your theme song what would it be at the moment it's always going to be this song so not even just at the moment every day of my life it's going to be doobie <laughs> brothers what a fool believes always oh. and forever banger yeah. i love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. shout out to uh, michael mcdonald michael, <laughs> shout I, out michael I, mcdonald i just want to be like hey and start singing like him every time i hear his name i just he's I the man his voice just pops into my head and i can't just i like can't unhear gotta, it for a while ask the next question in the voice of michael mcdonald <laughs> yes i don't know if i can do that hold on <laughs> hey, Fina, how did you get your dj name <laughs> dude i love that that's fantastic i uh was before I started like really DJing, I just have always had a love for music like you guys, of course. And, uh, you know, I was living in Evansville, Indiana, uh, my freshman year of college. And my buddy was having a party. 700, 800 people were going to show up. And he goes, I just have an iPod. I don't know like what to do. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, let me DJ. Let me give it a off try. the iPod, <clears throat> off the iPod. Almost, I decided <laughs> to DJ off of iTunes. So oh. I kind of I cut the in between time on the songs, and you know, kind of faded down the audio on the scroll bar and faded it up. I don't recommend anyone does like don't do this. Like this is just <laughs> like 2006. Like we'll we'll do the best with what we got here. Close to 700 or 800 people showed up he packed this garage with all these people it was like project x like you guys see the movie project x where you're like this is a fucking shit show um 800 people in indiana i i'd imagine you're just wiling the fuck out yeah yeah there was a hot tub it's basically philly if they would have won the super bowl is what's happening right there (laughs) yeah 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 it's that for sure and so the cops show up and everyone is stuck in this massive garage in pitch black, complete silence, like cops are looking around like, hey, we've had a lot of complaints about noise, blah, blah, blah. They didn't go out to the garage and check and see what was going on. They just checked the house and they're like, there's beer cans everywhere. It looks like you guys got rid of the party. We'll just tell you guys, like, keep it down. 
you know, it's just the housemates there from what they see. And uh, the cops leave. So we continued to party a little bit longer. And then people started to file out. The next day we wake up. I stayed at my buddy's house with all of his roommates and uh, wake up. And he goes, dude, last night was insane. Music was incredible. You did such a good job. He's like, uh, what's your DJ name? And I was like, man, I don't know. He's like, I mean, I think you should go by Phenom because it was like a phenomenal night. You know, it was such such a good vibe, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's the worst fucking name ever, dude. Like, I'm not going to go by just Phenom. And uh, yeah, 17 years later, here we are. So (laughs) perfect. That's it, man. Did did you out the gate decide to make it initials or did that evolve over time? Yeah, I I wanted it easier to search. And I remember like being like when social media was really starting to ramp up as far as DJ, like people finding DJs online, blah, blah, blah. I just grabbed all of those spots on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything. And I mean, I've gotten offers for for the name too, for the you know the Instagram and stuff like that, to the tune of like you know five seven thousand dollars. But it's it's easy wow. to search, so I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep that. That's awesome. No, I think it's good. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. So this is a two parter. We talked about the dance floor clearing and how you don't like to do that. And uh, <laughs> but if it does, what do you mean? What do you mean? I love clearing the dance well, floor. Make it a two part. Make it a two part question. What is the song that you would clear the dance floor with? And then, All right, yeah, what would yeah, you yeah. recover? What would you recover? If you were purposely trying to clear the dance floor, what is the song that you would pick? And then anything I like, anything I listen to, would fucking clear it out. Like uh, my favorite song, "What a Fool Believes," would get everyone yeah. off the dance floor. It'd be like, "What the fuck is Michael McDonald doing yeah. right now in this yeah. club?" Yeah, I would get like, "What a Fool Believes." I'm like, I'm like, Seely Dan, Michael McDonald, everything I enjoy. They'd just be like, "Dude, fuck you." For me, the song that would bring them back today, right now, in this moment, maybe uh, "Cuff It." Cuff It or or, or the eccentric uh, edit, Cuff It Wetter, the remix from him. Yeah. Yeah. Just dropped. Yeah. That's just like an absolute alley-oop. I do like Cuff It. We and Drew have talked about that on the song or on the podcast before, how we both kind of like that song. We need more music at that. Yeah. She came back with this album more than I was talking shit on Beyonce earlier here today. But, you know, I just feel like Rihanna has more hits for us, right? dance hits or club hits whereas beyonce i don't know what she's making but you know i I don't feel that she has as many club hits and this album was more of a a club her attempt at a club and then everybody's up in arms that she won the grammy for like best electronic music and i'm like well she kind of with her and drake they kind of brought it back to like the mainstream again and like duh like that's why she won like you know like you know, it's I, such I, a win for DJs because that, I, I gets, that, that yeah. allows us to get in our bag more. You know, like, I, oh, yeah, you want to play house? That's on the table again for the nine to five weekend warrior crowd. Great. Awesome. You know, that's no complaints yeah. here. If if I can get more loose because of someone dabbling more in a genre and making it more accessible to the people, I'm all for it. 
because I can only Same. play mustard beats so many times in a row every single <laughs> night, you know, and you're like, let's get it up. Let's ramp it up, you know, and also right. like, how, off of Cuff It, too. There's not a lot of people making like good, like 110 to 120 dance music. It's kind of hard to find. That's the yeah. when we had low B on our podcast. He's like, that's the forbidden tempo. I'm like, dude, absolutely. You think it's coming back because I there's a there's a couple records right in that little pocket right now. The the ones that I play like Dua Lipa has got some in there. The mm-hmm. uh, Lizzo like the Juice uh, that one's in there. Mm-hmm. I, I I like personally anything that has that like disco y disco house feel. That's that's what I like to hear. Yeah, I think it's fun. I'm right there with you. It now that disco disco is so back. Like everything, oh, so everyone's disco, 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 disco. And like people are really capitalizing off making parties and, you know, remixes and edits and stuff like that. I'm here for all of that because yeah. for a while, music was so slow. It was just falling on top of itself, you know? And I'm like, people want to dance again. People want to have fun. So I'm here for it. Hopefully disco, the, the revival of disco lasts longer than the original take of disco. <laughs> big time, big time. Yeah, we had like, like a good three, four years of that. And then it was like, right. Yeah. Hopefully they're not burning no records this year, this year, oh, this time God. around. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not going out to the stadiums and just having a, a disco burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. If we can avoid like a disco duck uh, track coming out, that'll be great. Like that'll keep disco right on track. If no one fucks this up for us and does a disco duck remix. <laughs> What would you be doing if you weren't a DJ? Is there a career path that you would have gone down? Something in music, probably playlist. I I do playlisting on the side too for uh, bars and hotels and and stuff like that. And I think creating the vibe, you know, creating the vibe with with music. That's that's kind of my thing, really. If if I had my way, I would want to do like fashion shows and all of that and just handle the whole soundtrack because I think that's the coolest. Well, I will compliment you. We, you just did a show, um, and I can't remember who it was, but I remember texting it to Fuse when we were when you we were going to have you on, and just complimenting you, saying, "Man, I wish I still did cool shit. Like you still do cool shows and cool parties, and and I love that about you. It's uh, sometimes I feel like I just sold out and going doing my weddings or whatever. It's like you're still you're still in there doing dope shit. So I, you know, uh, I appreciate applaud that, you man. for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, I, it was probably maybe in reference to the Cut Chemist show that I just yes, did recently. Yes, exactly what it was. It was 100% yeah. that Cut Chemist show. Yeah. So much fun, you know, and, and shout out to Cut, too. Just the nicest dude. I was I was just blown away sitting in on soundcheck. You played all 45s, and I'm like, dude, like, so cool. Just to sit in there and witness that, like, as a fan of J5, as a fan of Shadow, as a fan of Cut Chemist, of Newmark, of that kind of really outside of the box DJing and production, I just thought it was the coolest shit. Uh, what, what, how do you prep for a show like that? What are the records you're pulling? Do you know what he's gonna do, or do you just kind of freestyle that? It was such, it was such a, a grab bag. You know, I kind of went through a couple other sets that I had done previously. I have a side project called Vespers, which is like space disco and kind of like left field really weird sounds and stuff like that i didn't want to touch any hip-hop for the most part i was like you're not here to see me play hip-hop 
you're not here to see me be a turntableist. You're here for cut chemist. And I'm just a person that's going to set the table and bring out the silverware and get you acclimated for the night. And I requested yep. not to play direct support. They had me on direct support and I said, I want to play even earlier than that. I said, put me on at nine to 10. That way I can hang out. I can catch a vibe. I can play more of what I want without a crowd expecting high energy. Boom. Then we hit them with boom and boom. I'm like, no, I yeah. love, and it's a lost art. We talk about this all the time on Twitter. The opening set is pure bliss to me. Yeah. I agree. I'd rather do an opening set than a headlining set all day. A million percent. A million percent. You can get weird. You don't have to worry about clearing a dance floor when you're building it. Yeah. Great. Fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, like if I had my way, I would just be able to play that weird kind of left field. Like, oh, this is from this part of the world. This is from that part. You haven't heard this. This is a weird cover. Like all that. Even if I do a club nowadays and I'm playing, I have the vibe set. Everybody's enjoying themselves. And you get that one person that walks up and they're like about to request something. I get so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. ruin this yeah. for me. Yeah. It's like painting a, painting a picture and someone comes by and just like flips you off or something. You know? like, All right, cool. Awesome. awesome. They take their own paint. They throw it at you. You yeah. take that. Yeah. I hate yeah. your painting. Put this there. Yeah. 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 Like it is the worst when it's super like, you're like, oh, it's a vibe. It, the whole last hour has been like an exact vibe. I've done everything I want. Everybody is vibing. And then there she is making her way. <laughs> I like what you're yeah. doing, but. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's always that. It's always the rerouted compliment. Like, yeah. this is the best DJ set ever, but I think it could be better if, you know, like. You played Taylor right. Swift. And yeah. And you're like, when? And are, where the fuck are you in the same room that I'm in right now? A million percent. A million percent. I deal with that all the time. And it's it's really, it's soul crushing. You know, like separating the artistry from the demand. And, and that's yeah. the toughest part for me clocking in on a nightly basis and being like okay is it three for you one for me are we gonna do two for you one for me tonight how do we want to go about it you know because every night's completely different it, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. every night's completely different every venue is different every owner is different and a lot of it depends on you know you get owners like drew one of the spots that he plays is is a more of like a dj's dj kind of place they want you to play cool stuff and then you know mm. you get owners where it's like nah don't don't play cool stuff just be very down the middle and like let's keep as many people as we can here and let's keep them all as happy as possible and you know don't piss them off too much you know right it's so it's tough and, that, and that's that's um that's a dying avenue as well you know going into a place where the owner operator is just like hey do your thing you know, and shouts oh. out to Evil One that's, you know, had me as his resident out here for the last almost five years. He was hands off. You know, he was, I trust you. You know, you put 17 years up, you know how to work it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I want to ask a couple more of these last few rapid fire questions, and then we'll move it forward. Um, what is your favorite one word, non curse word? Like if you were going to insult somebody, using one word and it's not a curse word what would it be i just talked about this today uh this morning when i woke up uh wiener is gonna be my answer 
<laughs> that's yeah. perfect that's calling great. someone a wiener is great yeah. <laughs> i say i catch myself saying that about people anymore too i'm like that guy's just a fucking wiener like that's there's it. no he's just a wiener and like i don't know how anybody likes him or is attracted to him or anything because he's just a fucking wiener well, thanks for having me on the show, regardless of your feelings. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, that reminds me of when I was in elementary school, and I don't know if he'd do it to fuck with us, but it was a our our PE coach would always be like, "You guys are the wieners for today." And it was just his accent was so strong, and we're like, "Yes, we're the like, wieners." I was like, "Where is this going?" I don't know. Drew, do you need counseling well, no. from this? Oh, PE it could have gone so many ways. So so many. Way. He he had a very very thick accent, and he was saying the winners, and it was always <laughs> "You are the winners for today." Oh God! Did he have on those so. like really high canvas shorts and like <laughs> tube socks with, with stripes, like uh, well, like in dazed and confused? The football coaches. Were. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very old, so I would imagine yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. All right, and then one other thing we want to ask the, to round out this rapid fire is a really memorable or funny or shitty DJ story. Anything. Something really memorable from the DJ booth. Man, I have to say Lollapalooza. Um, you know, and I, I've I've told this story a couple times, but I played Lollapalooza as a project called Light Em Up with uh, Zebo in Chicago. And... Um, you know, it was just an incredible experience leading up to it. It was my first time playing the festival. And we shared a green room with Tyler, the creator. So Tyler played right before us. And then by the luck of the draw, we played and then Sam Smith. So it was just like this fantasy world wow. where it's like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe it. What stage of Tyler is this? Uh, what Cherry album? Bomb. Cherry Bomb. Okay, wow. Yeah, right okay. around that time when like Tamale was huge, like right around then. So he performed and right after that I went out to sound check uh because there was there was a gap between there was another stage performing and then ours was gonna perform. So I go out to sound check and my family is there. My my dad, my mom, and my stepdad were all there. And I come downstairs and my mom and stepdad were in like the lobby area, but I couldn't find my dad. I'm like, where the fuck is my dad? So I go into, I peek into the green room and it's Tyler and my dad having a conversation. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck could these guys be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I look in and I said, dad, come on. And my dad's like, you know, it was so great, blah, blah, blah. He was talking to everyone in there. Tyler's manager. He was he was talking with Tyler. Tyler had his arm around him. And I was like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, right when he got off stage. And I was like, Dad, come on. And Tyler turns around and looks at me and goes, he's not your dad anymore. Bobby's my daddy now. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Fucking run it, man. So I have a picture. <laughs> I'll have to find it, but I have a picture of my dad and Tyler hugging. And, uh, you know, that was right before I had to go and play the 10,000 people at Lollapalooza. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 
that's amazing. And did you find out what they're talking about? I gotta know. Uh, how did I have he no walk clue. off stage and they now become best friends? Right, best friends instantly. Here's the picture. I found it. Uh... <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, amazing. I was like, dude, like instantly best friends. And uh, you know, <laughs> I I I called my dad last year after the Grammys after Tyler won, and I said. You met the person that had album of the year this year. And he goes, yeah. what do you mean? I said, oh, your friend Tyler, the creator. And I showed him a picture and he goes, <laughs> your son, your new son, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, when was this from? And I said, this was at Lollapalooza. That's I said, amazing. this was you at Lollapalooza. So, yeah, so incredible good. moment. And then, uh, you know, we ripped it at Lala and... Uh, it was cool. I got to meet Perry Farrell, got to meet uh, a couple other people, um, Alabama Shakes. And I was walking to the stage because I got there a day early and I was walking to the stage to one of the main stages. And I was going to go up to Alabama Shakes because they just finished performing. And I was going to be like, hey, huge fan, fucking incredible set, blah, blah, blah. So as I'm walking, people are like clapping and cheering and everything in my direction. And I was like, what's going on here and i like i turned around and i just shrieked right away it was paul mccartney walking behind me and i was like oh let me get out of the way i like jumped like almost into like a trash can i'm like let me get out of your way (laughs) your your majesty let me get out of your way yeah sir sir paul sir paul yeah was he like, oh, excuse me. Let sorry, yeah. Colin. Let, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could have like slam dunked my head for all I care. I'd be like, it's Paul, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And then he and then he just writes a song about you jumping. So he jumped yeah. the way and he has like, yeah. a full top forty hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like It's got like four words Paul. to it too. And yeah. It's just yeah. a beautiful song. Fucking Paul. Well, yeah. Well, I don't want to overshadow this story, and I uh, maybe talk a little bit about your Lollapalooza, about playing in front of that many people. I don't know that we've talked to you when that's played in front of 10,000 people. Is it easier or harder, A, and is part of the question, just to set the story, was this out in the field in Chicago? Mm. So it was in it was in Grand Park. Grand Park. There's a stage that's just a band shell um, right across okay. from the main stage. So... Whoever's performing on the main stage, as soon as they're done, everyone comes from that stage to the the band shell. Maybe, you know, 75, no, more than 75, maybe 500 yards away. So they come over there. So before us, it was it was Tyler on our stage and then Kid Cudi on the big stage. Oh, wow. And then when Cudi let out, everyone came by us. Or they had to pass through us to go to Metallica, which was playing after us on the other Jeez, stage. What a perfect so setting. <laughs> it couldn't have been any better, you know? So I had probably 10 songs, like, in this folder. I was like, okay, here's the 10 songs. It's we you and someone else? And Zebo, right? yeah. yeah. DJ oh, yeah, Zebo, yeah. 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 And you're just so, doing, a, like, a two-by-four f- two set? Uh, it was... We ended up doing, um, we just used two turntables on that one. Okay. So yeah. we were on the four channel. I think I used, we were just switching back and forth. I can't remember if we were one laptop or two, but it was before, 
I could definitely tell we were on a an 800. We didn't have the the royalty of being on an S9 or an S11 to to breeze through that. But it was uh we were blessed by Fallout Boy beforehand. They sent over the acapella to light them up, 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 light them up, up, up. So they sent over the full pack to that. And they're like, hey, from one Chicago group to another, rip it. You know, and I was like, dude, like great blessing to lead off the way. So we opened with that. And I think I had probably only 10 tracks in the chamber. And I was like, we're just going to wing it from there. And I think most of those tracks I got that week, I just wanted to play, uh, just just go heavy. You know, we went heavy house, dubstep, and trap, just to keep a festival crowd, because it's it's right. a lot of competition on those stages. You know, oh, you yeah. got to go big. So, yeah, that's awesome. One of the things that I want to ask is, as somebody who's who's moved around a lot from Indiana to Chicago to to Portland, and now going mm-hmm. to Vegas. Um, what would be a piece of advice that you would give somebody looking to make a big move? Um, you know, it seems so scary if you haven't done it before. I've never done it, and I, n- not that I'm looking to move, but it's just that whole like, wow, there's a lot. You know, you got to you're taking chances. You're leaving gigs behind. You're going to pick up new gigs. You know, mm, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's there's a lot of moving pieces. I think it's important anywhere you go to build quality relationships with with your colleagues in the city with people above you with people you know get get to as many people as you can and reach out and be like yo like go see more nights go see other djs like i was out the other night and was shazamming all night you know i went to a goth club and heard a bunch of new wave and other things that I forgot about and bounced into an indie rock club and all of that. And it's my advice is just go see everything, go see how somebody else is freaking it. Go, go check it out because I guarantee you in almost any DJ set, you should be able to pick up at least one thing from that, whether it's a song or a transition idea or just even a style of mixing or something like that. You, you can always be inspired assuming it's it's a, a fairly decent dj yeah we talk about all the time how we feel like even bad djs sometimes will give you a lot to learn from because they don't give a fuck they're just up there doing whatever <laughs> in all the bad ways but you're like that one thing that they have that i don't sometimes is that fuck it because they just don't care i love that yeah like yeah. the the ability to take chances i think we get programmed the higher up that we get on 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 the channels here where it's like, Oh, you know, you're playing this big club and that big club when you're, when you're higher up on the food chain, a lot of risks aren't taken anymore. It's kind of paint by numbers, really. You know, I know this song's going to kill it and I know that's going to kill it. And Oh, let me throw it back with poison into one, two step. And then I go to the, and it's like, yeah, but the opening, the new guy that's just getting started on that career path where he's like, I'm not even going to mix it. Here it is. Hot soup. Boom. You know, like whatever the track is. And then it goes off. And then you're like, shit, I don't know anything. <laughs> well, you know, like, <laughs> that happened to me. Uh, this was a couple of years back. But remember, this guy came in and he wasn't even wearing headphones. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, no BPMs match, but. 
it it somehow worked. I'm like, wow, yeah. there it is. I yeah. I gotta stop uh, overthinking some of these things. And yeah, it was just cold dropping all over the place, BPMs and killing it. So yeah, that's never know. that's that's the the ignorance is bliss kind of part, huh? Where it's like we always we digest this music and we twist it and we turn it and you know we spit it out and it's like that's not gonna work i know what works i've been doing this forever and it's like sometimes we don't you know like i'm i'm willing to admit that i'm wrong in a lot of preconceived notions about djing where people are like that song would never work and then you see someone pull it off like flawlessly and be like oh how long have you been djing like it's my first year you're like that's what i want to see more of like yeah yeah yeah, keep going keep going because you know a lot of people stop taking risks totally true it's it's one of those things where i feel like sometimes you know i don't i get hired it's like they don't want like they hire me because they don't want me to take the risks so it's like then you lose some of that you know that 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 fuckitness that you have where you're you're you were taking risks so it's good mm-hmm. to hear i'm glad you're still going out me and drew we're talking you know we just love that you love the the djing still you know it's an important part of it you know my whole life all of us sitting right here our whole lives is is this this business this industry this you know whatever so you know when it consumes you like it does that love sometimes it's hard to define it sometimes because it's just your every day every day mm-hmm. but you do a good job of like keeping that balance which is cool i appreciate that man it's not easy i mean you know like we all wake up every day and be like dude fuck these people like everyone like you know and 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 then other days you wake up and you're like i love these people these are, this is the best crowd you know i i love everyone that i'm working with i love everyone in this industry and we see those moments too where you know there's glimpses where the entire industry comes together on something you know and and it's like it does feel like a community, like a family at times where we can all agree, you know, that it's not easy. It's, it's you know, waking up and living in a club until 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m. is not how you're supposed to live, per se. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's not, not healthy. And I think we're all kind of in it together and trying to manage that and the mental health side of things and, you know, the day-to-day of of working this crazy profession. I was going to yeah. say, I think I saw recently you saw, you posted your, uh, you don't drink, right? No, uh, I yeah, quit. I yeah, I hung it up. Yeah. Uh, it'll be about four years in May. Oh, wow. I, I just started this path. We did dry January and I'm sticking with it. I, I'm I'm still going on it. So uh, I, just, I did want to ask you about that, why you stopped and uh, any tips or tricks to keeping it going. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been I've been in it for I've been partying and DJing for 17 years now with the last four years, me not drinking. And for me, I did my time. I know Fuse and I, we tied many, many nights off together. <laughs> and Drew, I wish I wish we could have had some under our belt before I gave it up. But, you know, I I did it all. I saw it all. I I rage uh, probably to a level that should have killed me, you know, and uh, point blank period. And I think for me, 
I was always like one big hangover away from hanging it up. Because as you get older, after you surpass 30, note to any DJs <laughs> under 30 here, it does get harder. The bounce back time is 48 hours, 72 hours before you feel like a human. So yeah. you just got something to look forward to or be aware of in that regard. But I think for me, you know, I woke up one day miserably hungover, crawling in my own skin. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just too old. I'm, I'm, I did my time. Thank you for your service. I'm out. You know, like that kind of thing. You ever feel like you weren't doing it for yourself too? Like you were doing it for other people because Every like, night. like, yeah, I'm not even Every doing night. this for me. I'm doing it to, you know, appease the other people that are in here or the manager or the staff or whatever, you know? And it's like, yeah. I don't even like this anymore, but I'm doing it. Yeah. You, you were essentially killing yourself for other people's entertainment. You know, and and it's, it's, laugh it's, about it, but it's true. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's a handshake and a shot. It's never a handshake and a hug. It's here. You know, here's Jameson. Here's tequila. Here's this. Here's that. And it's, the it's DJ's great. High five. That's the DJ's high five. Million right? percent. Million percent. Yeah. Everyone's your best friend until you stop drinking. When you stop drinking and you're like, hey, I'm still going to be going through the motions. I'm still the same person. I'm fun. Yeah. You got the liquid death there. Shout out. I think that, you know, it's navigating that space afterwards where it's like, okay, cool. I'm still fun. I'll still out party you. I'll still be in the club later than you. First one in, last one out. I'm just not going to be uh, taking 10 second pulls of tequila tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an industry, you know, where people forget how big the world is very quick you know, when you're mm -hmm. wrapped up in the bars and being in those bars and then their whole life exists on the block of wherever their bars are and whoever, uh, yeah. whatever ones they visit, you know, that they yeah. frequent. It's like, you know, there's more to this, this big world than the five bars, <laughs> the one bar you work at and the five that you frequent and who yeah. does what and who's doing who and who's not doing who and who's paying for the bottle. Like mm -hmm. there's more that's going on than that. And yeah, you know, you Go talk shit it. about that, but they're like, well, that's like my safe, safe spot. I walk in there and I feel warm and fuzzy. I feel like a, yeah. a nice That's hug. what I'm saying, though. There's yeah. more to the world. And I think it's like, I don't want to say that you quit drinking and like whatever, but at some point you get comfortable with like, yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Like in terms of like that doesn't knowing and being cool with all that, like or whatever, doesn't bring the happiness to me. Like I can go in and do my job and like, you know, go on about my life or that kind of stuff. You know, I, I don't know. I used to be a little more wrapped up in that than I am currently. And I just feel like it doesn't matter anymore, you know? Right. Right. Well, let yep. me ask you this then, uh, to, since, uh, I'm still not drinking fuse is for, for the most part, you're, you, you have a little chances of rain here and there, but he's yeah, pretty much cut off hours drinking here well. and there. I like that. Uh, um, Go to drink when you're not when you go to the bar and you're not drinking. Is it you ask for like just a, a seltzer? Do you, I've been kind of doing Diet Coke be as like mm. my treat drink, almost like a an alcoholic drink, only when I'm out, right? But I don't drink it otherwise. Yeah. So so here's here's my tip to go off of what you said because I had to include a tip for you guys too. Bring your own drinks. Bring something that's gonna you know that'll wet your whistle that'll take care of you for the night. I when I when I pivoted when I stopped drinking I was like okay cool how can I 
spin this in my favor. I reached out to a kombucha company. I was like, hey, you're Portland-based. I have a great opportunity for you where you're going to see me in all of these clubs with this visibility in places that your product is not usually in. And I'm going to be holding and drinking your kombucha. And they emailed me back right away and they go, fucking great. Where do we sign up? You know, perfect. We've been trying to get into the space. We've been trying to navigate, you know, getting people, you know, making a party, blah, blah, blah. If you can bring your own drinks and I'm like kombucha, maybe ginger beer, you know, I'll do shout out to the, the sponsors. I'm still on this guy here. I do that. But, um, you know, if you can set yourself up for success with whatever you like to drink and bring it out, even a Heineken double zero, I, you know, ripped those all night last night, like a good NA beer. And they've come a long way too. You can't taste the yeah, difference I had, for the most part. I had one of those the other day. It was good. Uh, I've been Hawaii a couple of weeks back and randomly, I, well, I wasn't drinking. So not randomly, but I wasn't drinking and everywhere I would go, no one had non-alcoholic anything. Mm. You know, it was like a, a lava flow without the alcohol. And I'm thinking, no, nah, it's a hard pass there Yeah, uh, for yeah. an icy. I, I'll, I'll pass on your icy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sugary, sugary, icy. Yeah. You're like, I'm good on that. I think over the next five to 10 years, we're going to start to see more of an influx of people wanting to go out and party and not drink. And I feel like Gen Z, for the most part, kind of use drinking as cigarettes. You know, it's it's starting to be like that where, you know, a lot of younger people are on a, on a health kick. I think yeah, we'll see more of that. I hope so. I agree with you. I do hope so. It's like, uh, who's going to open up the first uh, lounge uh, of non-alcoholic, right? It's almost like a Starbucks, right. but for older people that want to uh, not get hopped up on caffeine, but just enjoy each other's company. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. That's the weed, the weed places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's gonna, once they, once they, I guess they're starting to do that where it's going to be like a weed uh, hotel in Vegas and stuff like that. Once the cannabis industry takes off, I'll be curious to see how that affects the nightclub industry with people being like, Oh, I'm too high to go out. Or I'm too high to be in public or any of that, you know, Uh, microdosing at the, (laughs) yeah. Well, the one thing that I feel like I've been noticing the trend of like not being cool is the new cool. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, I don't know how I want to word it, but like just there is much for the longest time, the bottle service and the high end clubs were like what was cool because they were cool and exclusive. And now it's like the new cool is not caring. Anything that was once cheesy is now, you know, cool. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how else to really say it. Yeah, I, I think too, like, um, you know, with with having access to everyone, to the whole world all the time, I think people are starting to find their their little niche, their their subgenre, their 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 tribe. You know, people are starting to find out who they want to roll with and develop these ideals that are away from like mass thinking where everyone's like because for the longest time the consensus was we're being shoved down our throats alcohol 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 you got to drink this is sponsored by bacardi this is sponsored by gray goose it's sponsored by x y and z and it's like now people are like oh cool i need a dj for my yoga event or a couple weeks ago i (laughs) dj'd at a cycle bar you know a wellness event so i'm getting my bag for a two-hour gig from 12 to 2 and then I'm done for the day. 
you know, for a corporate gig that pays for the whole week. You know, well, there's there's more avenues. I I agree with you, but that might be a Portland thing. We'll see how that changes when you go to Vegas because Vegas sure. I think is <laughs> Vegas is yeah. gonna have more yeah. back to the alcohol tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be back there for sure. Oh no, you'll see me in the big clubs again doing this confetti and all of that. Yeah, this is very Portland. But brunches, uh, I'm here to DJ your brunch. I will say that that's the most fun shit out of anything is being able to get- pull up and DJ brunch like a bottle service egg presentation where they're like coming out with like your eggs. <laughs> they're expensive. They're expensive. They are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Mary uh, sans vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Tomato juice or uh, what is it? A mimosa with no uh, champagne. Like oh, yeah. a glass of orange juice, sir. You're like, yeah, <laughs> let's transition into music here. Uh, yeah. Speaking of going back to the big bottle service clubs. Yeah. So we're going to play this uh, video segment here real quick, and then we'll we'll talk some music. Hey, Drew and Fuse, Hermit the Frog here. When I'm not dealing with my pain-in-the-ass wife, Miss Biggie, I like to talk and sing with my friends. What's your top songs? A new personal favorite of mine is this. It's the Drew and Fuse Show. The Drew and Fuse Show. And they clean up nicely. Because usually they look like shit. Yay! Yeah, we wanted to talk some music here, and uh, usually we do a Serato top five where we like to see uh, like what your top five most played in your Serato are. But we could do that if you don't want to do that. We could talk some music, you know, just songs that are big for you, songs that you like to play. Uh, maybe Phenom's top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do. I'll do a, a little mix of both because it's it's kind of the same right now. I've been playing Skrillex and Fred again, Rumble, two yep. kind of mixed mixed reviews. It's gone off. It's it's flopped. You know, a little bit of both. Uh, I've definitely been playing uh, Danny Diggs edit of Cuff It and Chance all night. I know we were talking about Beyonce earlier. Let's see what else. I've been playing, I don't know if it's out there in, in the wild, but uh, Spy Detect did an edit of Be Faithful and ABBA, Dancing Queen. Oh, which wow. Which is, really? is a, a monster. It's an absolute monster for the dance floor. I'll put that on there. Two more. Let's see here. Uh, YG Toxic has been going off. I've been playing that. And then at number five, I'll say uh, SZA, Kill Bill. That too. I love that song. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Some, <clears throat> some club stuff. Nice. Is there any plans to start uh, any parties in Vegas? I know you, you, one of the things in Portland, you were doing all these different nights. You guys had mm-hmm. the, the Motown on Monday. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do uh, a fancy footwork party, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Uh, is yep. there anything in the books? You don't have to tell us, but you know, no, yeah. give it all uh, away. I'll be joining the fancy footwork Vegas guys. Which is uh, Teen Wolf throws that out there at this spot called Corduroy. It's right downtown, super dive bar, kind of like 70s vibe. I love blog era and indie rock. Shout out to Simo, who I'm, I always download all of his indie rock edits that he makes over on DMS. I just have been stuck in that time capsule. You know, like I think, and 
I don't even think it's a hot take per se. I think DJs that were playing from 2006 to 2010, 11, I think that was some of the most fun times we've ever had as far as being able to get loose, being able to play that indie stuff. And I kind of want to, I want to keep that torch alive with people going out and hearing block party and hearing, you know, paper planes and stuff like, you know, that, that true, uh, you know, the nod to DJ AM, you know, just being wide, you know, having a vast catalog and there's bangers and it should be going off, you know, like, I think, um, I think indie rock definitely needs to keep the fire burning. So I'll definitely be working with those guys over fancy footwork. Neek and I will be creating some parties. Neek, uh, does the five on five podcast with me, uh, Neek Lopez out there in Vegas, who I know you guys will definitely have on here. He, I can't give Neek enough flowers. He's, he's such a talented DJ, such an incredible human. He's a sponge for music as well. And I tend to gravitate a, towards those people. He's a big record collector, just like you. He's got records for sure. He's got. <laughs> some, you, you walk into his his house, and he lives in a one bedroom, and his place is maxed out. He's like, I can't hold any more Neek, records. Yeah. You're listening, and Neek asks you to help move. Say no, because he's about to break your back. He's got so <laughs> many fucking records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's got all. He's just a sponge for music. And what I love about Neek too. Um, along the lines of what you guys were saying about me is that he still gets to play a lot of cool stuff and he puts his touch and his spin on things he doesn't know top 40 which i love it like he gets booked for top 40 stuff and he's like i don't know we'll figure it out you know and i'm like fuck yeah like that's what i want out of out of a dj where it's like i don't follow the charts i don't know what's cool but i can tell you <laughs> all of this fucking dope music spanning decades so shout out to neek if you're a good dj you, you keep it going and you know i don't think that era ever needs to really end of yeah. playing open format and just dropping random tunes i, I don't know I, I try and subscribe to that and mm -hmm. I'd like to be dropping some of that kind of shit in Vegas. So uh, keep 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 the thrill alive. Always yeah, got to be playing to yourself. The three to one, like you were saying, always got to yeah. be playing yourself and you know keeping keeping the fun going. What night is mm -hmm. that in Vegas? Uh, every Wednesday night at Corduroy. It's called Fancy Footwork. Okay. Uh, you guys, if you're listening, definitely follow Teen Wolf, uh, another great DJ and producer as well. And uh, no cover. Nothing fancy, cheap beer, good hangs, and uh, yeah, come on down. That's awesome. Uh, I'm happy that you're making the move out there. I hope you know, like everything goes as smooth as can be in the sure. transition of that, and that you know the gigs come your way, which I'm sure they will. It takes a lot to make those big moves, and you've done a lot of them. It's you know, I, I like to I like to see what's out there, you know, and and I'm you know still convinced I'll end up in Europe for you know a, a, a stint of time for a couple of years playing music out there you know but i like the different sounds around the world and hearing what people have going on even the difference from west coast to down south to out east you know is it's it's interesting to watch and to listen and to kind of see how these rooms operate before the pandemic happened i was going to move to uh not move but we were going to stay in italy for a summer uh oh, so cool i just wanted to post up still will be happening but um last couple of years have 
proven difficult. Sp- speaking of top music, and I do want to talk about your podcast, Five on Five. It's uh, we yeah. have Jupiter on. Neek's coming up here shortly. How's that going? It's it's a giant challenge uh, keeping up to week to week, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys know uh, having a podcast is not all ice cream and rainbows, as as anyone <laughs> with a podcast knows. Um, it's it's. We created this first week of pandemic along with so many other podcasts around the world. People were like, what the (laughs) fuck are we going to do? And um, we created the five on five podcast and I eventually reached out to Drew and Drew was like, you got to put it on the DMS channel. And, you know, we are forever indebted for you bringing us on. We're very grateful for that. It's a podcast for music lovers. You know, it's, it's a podcast for people that still want to keep that open format torch burning, you know, playing everything. We're grateful to have had some, some big interviews. You know, we've had some really great guests on there. One of my favorites, we had craze on there with spine attack. Um, we recently had Andrew Barber, fake shore drive on the podcast. We have a track coming up. We have et cetera, wow. et cetera this week. It's, it's just been like nothing but fun to be able to reach out to these people all over and uh get him to sit down and talk music and for people uh that might not have heard it what's kind of uh you guys pit two artists up against each other and your guest and you guys kind of bullshit about uh who has the better track and then it gets yeah then you really deep dive into you know if that person can live in your serato or die in your serato and it's it's a very music-based podcast so if you guys like music i would highly recommend you uh take the take a chance of it if you haven't already checked it out but you should be it should be in your your list for sure mm-hmm. thank you appreciate that any uh things that <laughs> you're dealing with with podcasts like just uh do you plan on doing any live ones because uh, you guys are still doing the the streaming like we are we would love to you know, we're still we're still figuring it out too. You know, yeah. over 150 episodes in, we're we're still we're still relatively green and and open to uh, improving. I think I definitely encourage anyone to do a podcast if, if you have the desire to. I heard a statistic that's like some crazy number of podcasts do one episode and then nothing else you know, like over like 75% or something like that. People will put out one episode and not follow through with it. And then that's that. So I definitely, I encourage people to step out and, and to find their circle to, to reach out to their friends, to sit down and talk about a topic that they love. doesn't have to be music. It can be, you know, crochet, whatever, you know, like (laughs) create, create, you know, and, and create without, um, you know, we don't view it as content. It's just us sitting around just like this. We're bullshitting, you know, like we're not, there's such a stigma now where it's like DJs got and producers got to put out content, content. The music industry has put out content and, you know, maybe to a fault, we don't view it as that. We, we like to, we like to sit down and make it as organic as possible. So, and I mean, hats off to you guys too, because I really love these settings where people can just talk about the love of the industry or any gripes, you know, airing grievances, you know, there needs to be that. 
for mental wellness and for for happiness within the industry. Mm. To touch on the content point, you know, not all content is good content. I mean, right. we're seeing stuff now from people on the internet that I'm like, man, you should just not put that out. You should right. just not put that out there because <laughs> right. I used to think this of you and now I think this of you. And right. like, you know, um, I, I think there's this idea and there are guys that are great at it too. And that's not a knock at the guys that are great at it. But, you know, if that isn't your thing and you're trying to force yourself to do more, to be better at it, that's one thing. But two, if you're just not good at something and you're putting something out there to put something out there, just stop. Just yeah. stop or get better at that thing before you put it out there. Right. Are, are you uh, crushing the stems? Getting some routines going with the stems? I need to. I, I've been yeah. so skittish about putting this fucking thing on my computer because <laughs> I have this phobia of, of my Serato just shitting out in a full room. And I'm. it's like anyone that's had their serato freeze or crash oh my god you you just know <laughs> it's it's like you show up for a date and you have like a, a nice tuxedo on you're ready to go and then someone just beams you with a ketchup popsicle you know <laughs> and you're like i didn't even see this coming i didn't know this was going to happen but anyone that their Serato crashes knows that. And I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's good to go. It's good to play <laughs> out. Maybe, I mean, you guys, are you guys using stems? Yeah. Not at all. I mean, I'm not like no. using them, but like I, I have 3.0 on my laptop and I don't yeah. use them that much. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, I'm not like, it hasn't changed my set. Now that's not saying that, you know, it couldn't or still might not. But like right now, and I say this all the time I hear I'm playing at two spots and, and they're pretty cut and dry. And that's also the way I DJ is like sure. Drew and I DJ the same, very quick and, and, and fast and very like cut and dry with the music. And most of the time, if I want something, it's edited before, before it's played anyway. I like having those paintbrushes in, in the kit, you know, being able to eventually be able to cut things out on the fly and all of that. I think it does take some sort of practice in, in creating yeah. something that, you know, and, and hats off to DMS again. I, I will say this, like a lot of these acapella intro edits and stuff like that, I've incorporated only that version into my set where I'm yeah, like, me too. I wouldn't know how to play there, you know, with without without having my you know, my mind goes, oh, I drop this acapella and then I'll drop in this beat or whatever, you know, but I'm interested. I'm curious. Same with, um, shout out to our guy C-Flow with Stemverter being able to uh, make acapellas out of everything and have that or an instrumental of everything. I think that's yeah. incredible. Been I've been using that flat. a lot more yeah. than yeah. I am stems. I, I'm using that for everything. I'm like, oh, I need flat intros of this. I need a acapella uh, yeah. of this. I need uh, this build up or that build up. So I've been actually going back in and redoing a lot of my edits with yeah. the Stemverter and just being like, okay, I, I want it to. That's why I think I'm not using stems is that's kind of how I DJ is. I, I'm like, okay, this is how I'm going to play this track. And I might have two versions of it, but it's like, this is how this track is going to go. You know, yeah. Something I've always heard of you, and I wanted to talk about that. When I hear your name, everyone's always comes up that you you're very eclectic, and you uh, you just are playing uh, all different styles. Well, I haven't got a chance to hear you play. I was you were out here in uh, L.A. and I missed it. I needed to rest. Sometimes it's like going yeah. too hard in the paint. But uh, yeah. I wanted to kind of uh, we're still on music, but I mm -hmm. wanted to talk about 
some of your your off the wall tracks or some of the 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 stuff you could throw into a set that still works you know yeah not clear in the floor stuff that does work you know i i think everything is fair game as far as music you know to incorporate into your set to me and i've seen a lot of a lot of this always resonates with me where people have posted the quote before where the dj is playing what you didn't know you love you know or something you forgot about that you love i'm like you guys i like to i like to breeze through tracks you know 175 to 200 songs in a night you know like you're gonna get it it's it's quick you know we're rocking in and out but for me i i would say if i can cut in a riff like uh jimmy hendrix purple haze or something like that and drop something on top of it where you're like oh fuck like yeah okay i think i know this riff this is like classic rock or whatever or the riff from like Zeppelin, whole lot of love, and then I'll throw like ludicrous stand up, or not ludicrous stand up, but like uh, move, ludicrous move over the top of it, or something like that. Like, I think to me, like that's just we're we're doing the one for you, one for me kind of thing. You know, you're yeah. getting what you want, but it's packaged different to where I'm keeping you off of your Spotify at home. It's it's almost stems. But in uh, the before stems came out, right, where you had to actually find the guitar solo or the guitar riff yeah. without having anything underneath it, it yeah. you know, like DJing before you had this this magic to cut all this shit out. So, no, yeah. I mean, you're doing it in your own way, flavor, yeah. salt and pepper. Little, stems was yeah. stems was like yeah you can drive to work and i was like no it's okay i'll walk to work don't worry i'll just do it on my own <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah thank you stems i need to get involved in that and uh yeah i'm doing well, it the, the old school way well we like to throw in some music so just any maybe off the top something that you know is something you're gonna throw in uh in yeah. the night um yeah let's see here uh I know we put on the uh, spots my hardest thing. It's like my my mind instantly goes blank. Yeah, I I well I have to go back to uh, some recent recent things I I got here. Um, <clears throat> I recently got shout out to Lobi again. He did a uh, dreams and nightmares, and I just want to rock uh, edit. Oh yeah, uh, that has just been blowing the bricks off. And the first night I I got it. Uh, the day that he put it up and I played it out and right when it gets into uh, I just want to rock the whole the power completely cut out from the club for like 10 minutes <laughs> so oh, I was like fuck. dude I was like this is a cursed edit I'm never playing this again it was so good I don't know what Scooter, the d- Scooter did that as well and I don't know if they did at the same time or who did what um, but I know yeah. uh Snake played it. Snake played it on the Super Bowl. Did he really? Snake. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. He, no, he made it dope. just for that, just for Snake, and he played it out on the. I don't know, was the pre-show or what? But no, that's a. It's it's big. It's on DMS right now. I'll put you guys on to a, a little a little secret as well for from my sets. I play. There's an edit from XNY Wolf. <laughs> it's the XNY Wolf sped up version, and it's um glamorous and kylie minogue can't get you out of my head so it's, it's so fucking good um it's like both of those songs at 70 bpm and it's just like 
like almost like a Venga Boys kind of feel at that speed, <laughs> and it's it's great. That speed is uh, it's kind of coming back, right? The, the happy yeah. hardcore, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I was talking to a friend in Chicago, and uh, Cascade Cascada Cascada played every time yeah, yeah. performed every time we touch last week in a full club, okay. like wall to wall. So that's people people like that happy hardcore speed. You know, Venga uh, yeah. Boys. We like to party. Alice DJ better off alone like that. That's people just want to feel heaven. good again. Stamping heaven, heaven. <laughs> Dude, I got, I got to play that again. I man, I haven't played that in whew, hell yeah. I don't know who did a bootleg. I have a bootleg, but it has a uh, psycho from Post Malone on top of it. Oh, Scooter did that, or uh, I'm pretty Is sure it? Scooter did that. Yeah. Wow. It like Michael, Jenna, it, yeah. Oh man, it's it's amazing. It is a good <laughs> wow. But in case tough. you guys didn't know, two of Drew Pierce's all-time favorite songs are Mambo Number no. Five and Cascada. Every time we touch, <laughs> like shout they, out, they get yeah. they get played every set Drew ever plays ever. He's okay, now Mambo favorite no. song is favorite song is aggressive, but uh, <laughs> I still like to play open format, and so if I can kind of piss people off or have them go, what the fuck is happening right now? then you know that to me is a win in djing versus yeah. do i like the song it's more of uh you know i like the left turns i i want people guessing you know the biggest compliment i could ever give get is i didn't know what the fuck was going to happen next you know that yeah, to me perfect. is when i dj'd a great set it's like oh yeah. sweet i love that you know yeah i was just going off music any honorable mentions or anything or anything i know you were doing the motown party or your blog house any any yeah. big tracks from that era <clears throat> everyone said it shout out to nick bike you know nick oh, yeah. has put out so many great motown edits that have saved my ass multiple times you know um yeah. shout out to mighty moves we just handed over the keys to him for uh motown on monday you know putting together a weekly is fucking exhausting i, I oh, i'm God. sure like you know it doesn't get talked about enough but um you know uh, throwing a party every single week with your name on it and the branding and getting quality djs to play it and keeping the symbiosis of the venue and all of that is it's a job in its own and you could make that a 40 hour work week just per venue you know we were happy uh jupiter night we're happy to pass over the motown on monday brand for portland to those guys to mighty moves and uh clinton street records you know we know they're going to take the ball and run with it and they're already doing great things with it um over at dots cafe in portland it's uh every monday night it's free go check it out yeah i just got his edit pack he um He's killing it. Uh, yeah. Fuse sent that over to me. So yeah. I've been getting his stuff for a while, and it's it's always great. Yeah, uh, I love a lot of his stuff though that comes through when he blasts stuff out. I'm deep diving right now. I'm going through my Sherado and I'm de deleting and adding shit and re-editing shit. I'm on a I'm on a mission, dude. So before we get back to Same. it, Same. Um. Yeah, we're gonna play this video and then we'll do the 60 second rant. Hey, Drew and Fuse. Peter Griffin calling in. I want to hear what really grinds DJ's gears. You know, besides from bad bunny requests from a phone or DJ stealing custom mashups of YMCA and Macarena and using it on their own TikToks. Hey, this week's guest, what grinds your gears? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's incredible. 
Um, <laughs> what grinds my gears? All right. It's a couple things, and I think all DJs have uh, have a list of things. Uh, I went out the other night uh, to a spot, and way too many lights. It was too fucking bright <laughs> on the dance oh floor, God. and I could tell that people weren't comfortable in letting loose because it was so fucking bright. The music wasn't as loud as it should have been. It was kind of kept at like a, a mild mild volume um for a dance spot and i'm like dude like between that and there was like a really bad fog machine like a spencer's kind of fog machine (laughs) (coughs) like a haunted house fog machine like enough enough already with with the the bright lights on the dance floor and you know the mild volume if you're going to make it a club and a dance party, cut out the lights, you know, keep it a good vo- a good volume where people can actually feel the bass. Um, and easy on the fog machine. I played a spot where I felt like the fog machine was pointed right at my mouth the other day <laughs> in the DJ booth. And I was like, it shouldn't be facing me at all. There's no, there's no perceivable reason why the fog machine should ever be facing in my face. So... watch where you're putting your fog machines turn the lights down a little bit people are trying to cut loose no one wants to be seen dancing in broad daylight unless you're an actual dancer no one working any other job outside of that wants to have all these lights on while they're dancing and uh you know turn the music up a little bit you know that's 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 my 60 second rant for the day I agree with that. All of that. And to add on to the lights, just if it's one of those Spencer lights with just the little dots that go around, just ki- cut that out too. Just keep it, it keep it dark. Just keep it dark. Some of <laughs> these lights no and light. fog machines, I'm like, dude, you got this at Party City. Like, what is it? Like, you know, it's dude, a night, the night Totally. Club. And the, the not bright, you know, the too bright and, you know, not loud enough. One of the things is, you know, it's like if you're the DJ, you, you know, you can go up to you might not have control of like the house lights or whatever. But, you know, if it looks not like it's supposed to in there and, you know, the manager might have just overlooked it or whatever, you should go up to him and be like, yo, like, hey, it's a little bright in here. Don't you think yeah. we should turn it down? You know, I yeah. I was notorious for doing that. Managers probably hated me because always when I start, I would be like, yo, it's time to turn the lights down. Like, you yeah. know. Nobody yeah. wants to feel like they're in a fishbowl when they're dancing, like with cameras and lights everywhere and like everybody staring at you. Like it's, the yeah, worst. I'm not a great dancer either. So I, I don't want, I don't want to be seen at all if I was going to dance and, and I'll dance like a good night. I will, I will be out there cutting it up, but just turn the lights down just a little bit. Come on. Totally. I, I think so, the workers forget that the fucking lights are on, right? Or they're, they're busy doing their other shit. So they need to be reminded. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the last thing we want to just do with you is just the sauce. And we're going to play a video here and uh, it's just the takeaway, any advice that you would give a DJ or anything that you just, you know, feel that even uh, they could learn from today's mm-hmm. episode if you had to emphasize something. So I'm going to play sure. this or something video you would and... tell your your former you. Yes, you're, you're sure. coming up you. Sure, your young okay. you. Cool. All right, we're going to play this video, then we'll get to it. Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby, and uh, this shout out goes out to Drew 
and fuse all the way from Cincinnati to the LBC bottle. Yeah, I was told you guys are quite the chefs and you got a delicious sauce that you cooked up. Ooh, and it drips that swagoo and breaks down the recipe. Yeah, and you giving up the pee cause it's funky. As in good that is, finger funkin' good. On the one by the power of the one. Yeah, without that, there is none. So get yours and be in tune with the one that loves you. Get it, baby. There you have it. There's Bootsy with the sauce. I love that he said recipe. I'm going to start saying yeah. recipe. What's the recipe? That's my favorite part. Break down the recipe. <laughs> my favorite part. That legit, the first thing I, I, I noticed when I we got it back, I was like, that's fucking amazing. This is great. No, the sauce. Be weird. Lean all the way into the music that you love. You know, if that has to mean taking time off social media and seeing what everyone else is doing all the time 24 7 do it fucking lean if you love playing disco lean into disco if you love playing hard house venga boys every time we touch dj sammy fucking do it because we have access now the internet is so fucking big to where you can find your community within that you know, it's not like you're limited to just the people in Frankfurt, Indiana, where you live. You know, you can be as wide as you want to be. And, uh, you know, through the through the right uh, marketing and all of that, the people you want to hear what you're into, they will hear it. That's the sauce. It's good advice. I like it. It's great advice. Well. We just want to say thank you for taking the time to to be on the show with us today. And just before we uh, wrap here, just uh, hit everybody with your socials and where they could find you in the podcast one more time. Cool. It is all my socials are P H N M. It's Phenom Novals P H N M. The Five on Five podcast is also where you can find me. Five on Five. That's the number five O N five. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll be, I'll be in Vegas with these gentlemen next week. Um, and then I'll be, uh, I'll be traveling out and about. I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to hit the road again at the, uh, at the ripe age of 35. I'm going to do a little summer run of some one-offs. So I'll probably be coming to your city to play a bunch of shit that you've never heard before. So stay tuned. (laughs) Perfect. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to be on here with us today and just chat with us. We appreciate it so much. And uh, thank you guys. Yeah, uh, that's going to be it for today. So until next time, we will see you guys later. Later.